Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Welcome back to the podcast, Shalligators. This week, we're going to talk to one of you guys who is having a problem so many of us deal with, which is this screeching halt that happens when we get in a relationship, when the pursuit seems to stop. Now, you meet a guy, it's all wonderful, the courtship is great, but then you become exclusive and you settle into, I don't know, some sort of domestic routine And it's like all that courtship and the getting to know you phase just dries up. And I experience this as a single chickadee. It seems like when you sleep with someone, and I know some of you guys experience this when you're officially boyfriend, girlfriend, or maybe it's when you get engaged or maybe when you move in together, but there usually seems to be some sort of downshift. So we're going to break it down and talk about how to get that sort of pursuant spark back in your relationship. But before we break it all down, I want to remind you guys we are heading to Mexico. Mexico. We have our Shalligator getaway to Isla Holbash. It's a tiny little beautiful white sand beach, car-free island just north of Cancun. We are going August 19th through 23rd, taking 20 Shalligators. Well, we have, I think, six spaces left. I would love to have you join me. We're bringing our own dedicated photographer. We're doing things like snorkeling and kayaking and hiking. I mean, like light hiking. You know, I'm, you know, I'm an indoor cat. We are going to be taking pictures, doing workshops, focusing on sisterhood, positivity. Come solo. Everyone who comes on these trips flies solo. Like, no one's bringing their bestie. The whole point is to meet new friends. And truly, it is crazy how much everyone bonds. I mean, I still am on group chats with everyone we've been on trips with. I love you guys. I'm obsessed with you. So please come and be my new best friend because I can never have too many besties. And I'm excited to meet 20 more. So go ahead and click the link down in the bio. Okay, let's get started. So we have a shalligator, and she reached out to me because she's got a question. And by the way, if you guys have something you need help with, feel free to head to my website, shallonlester.com, or click the link down in the show notes. And you could submit a question. I answer all of them, some in just 24 hours, if you need that ASAP help, which I totally, totally get. And this was something she needed help on ASAP. And when we read it, we're going to understand it. Okay. She said, I've been dating a man for about five months and we've been exclusive for three of those. Our paces felt really healthy and the conversations were good. The sex was amazing. We're both single parents, so we don't get to see each other as much as we'd like to. But since he asked me to be exclusive, I feel like he hasn't been pursuing me with the same energy. Okay. He started a new job and he's coaching sports, so he's busy. But damn, man, I've got two kids, too, that I'm also devoted to, and I'm working on my doctorate degree. I'm busy also, but I still make time for him. The last two times we had plans, he canceled on me last minute. I'm sure he had to be there for his son, but we haven't seen each other in almost three weeks. And I find myself complaining to him about feeling disappointed, which I think makes me just shut down, and I think it makes him shut down, too. So what can I do to make him excited about pursuing me again? Mm. I feel you on this. I think so many women encounter this type of vibe from guys. I got her, so now I don't need to try anymore. And by the way, the guy in this scenario is always going to have a Southern accent. I've just decided from now on dudes are going to have a Southern accent. I don't know. It just feels right. And look, 
I got her, so now I don't need to try anymore. Got means different things to different men. Sometimes got is sex. Like I said, that's something I encounter being single. I feel like guys are really, really interested in getting to know me until we sleep together. And it's like, oh yeah, you're a YouTuber, whatever. Not like you have to just sit there interrogating someone, but we know, or maybe you don't, and this is my theory, is that men conquer women through sex and women conquer men through relationships. So yeah, kind of sometimes once they sleep with you, it's like, eh, you know, there's a downshift. So sometimes got, I got her, is sex. Sometimes it's being exclusive. Sometimes it's getting engaged. Most of them do have some definition of got and therefore some threshold of when the effort wanes. And on one hand, okay, that is normal. At some point, courtship does taper off and foundation building and partnership kicks in. It can't all be first dates, you know? But three weeks without seeing each other, bro, no one is that busy. No one's that busy. You said yourself, you're a single mom with two kids and you're pursuing a doctorate degree? Are you fucking kidding me? Whenever I start to make excuses for a guy, I go back to my ultimate example. You know who it is? Barack Obama. He was busy. And he, hmm, not only had a relationship, he had a wife. He had a whole ass wife and daughters, two of them. And Michelle doesn't seem like she put up with a ton of shit, right? She was kind of a bad bitch on her own. And yeah, wait, did he have a job? Oh, what was it? Oh, that's right. He worked at Quiznos. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He was actually the leader of the free world. So, okay, if the president of the United States can carry on a successful relationship with a woman who is very fully formed and has two daughters who are also bad bitches on their own, this dude can too. Single parents can date. It's possible. And notice... Notice when I said, when I make excuses for a guy. I didn't say, when he makes excuses. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Because typically, historically, he didn't even need to make the excuses. I was doing that work also. I was doing all the work in the relationship. I was reaching out to him and planning dates and sucking the dicks. And I was also making the excuses for when he wasn't even bothering to merely show up to this relationship I had almost entirely created on my own. I I think it was like last Christmas or something. And I read this article and it was, it was, I don't even know if I read it. I, all I had to read was the title and I was like, I am right there with you. It said, women create Christmas magic and it's killing us. And I thought, oh my God, this is true. There was even a Hallmark movie about women who go on strike at Christmas. And they're like, no, fuck you. I'm not doing your goddamn gingerbread houses and your bullshit present wrapping and buying gift your boss. I'm not doing any of it. See how fun Christmas is. See if it even happens without women doing all the heavy lifting. My ex-boyfriend, Vince, it was his birthday when we were dating and I baked him a cake. And he's like, I can't remember the last time I had a birthday cake. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, well, I haven't had a girlfriend in like four years or something. So I haven't had a birthday cake in four years. And it's because men don't buy each other birthday cakes. They don't make a cake. Women do this. Women supply magic. We supply relationships. We create love. We create all of this. And all we ask a man to do is show the fuck up. That's it. Can you just show up for the magic show I am putting on in this elaborate emotional fashion? Oh, you can't? No, 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 no. Don't worry. 
I will even make your excuses. I will, st- I will take that on as well. And I hear this in your message. I'm sure he was busy with his son. Did he say that? Did he say that? If he didn't, well, I mean, either that wasn't the case or worse, he didn't even feel like he had to bother with making an excuse because either he didn't value your time enough to explain himself. I don't need to explain myself. Who fucking cares? Or he takes for granted that you just let it go and still be there the next time he called. And are you? Well, if you are, girl, we teach people how to treat us, don't we? I spent most of my life doing exactly that and sitting there tearing my hair out and crying when, hello, they learned the lesson. I taught someone, you don't actually have to show up for me. You don't actually need to take my time into account. And then I was like blown away and heartbroken when that's exactly how it played out. I think you making time for him, no matter what his behavior entails, is part of the problem. You're bending your time, your schedule to suit his, and he can't even follow through on the plans you are willing to to make, to do. I mean, you're you're busy. He's coaching sports. What sports? What sport? Is he coaching the Rams? Who the fuck is he coaching? You're working on a doctorate degree. That's pretty legit. He's coaching T-ball? Give me a fucking break. Give me a break. Okay? Again, him not bothering to show up speaks to a disrespect or a whatever-ish attitude towards kind of this whole relationship. And we know if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. We never teach someone to value us by giving them more of the thing they already don't value. Whether that's time, empathy, sex, money, it has to be taken away from them. You know who understands this? My dog. My dog loves to be chased. Cowboy loves nothing more in this world than to have someone or something chase him. He is desperate to feel like an alpha. He's not. It's something we're dealing with. It's fine. He's, he's just not an alpha male. He's like a dork. He's kind of a tattletale. He's like the enforcer. He's the, if he was a human, he would be like the kid who was hall monitor and doesn't understand why that doesn't make him super popular. That's him. But he loves to be chased. And so he'll come up to me when I'm like doing work or something with his tuggy and he'll be like, chase me, ah, ma'am, chase me. And I won't because I'm like, babe, I'm busy. But when he comes up to me with my favorite YSL heel, I'm like, God damn it, cowboy. And he is off and running. And he knows that. He doesn't come up to me with a tuggy anymore. He comes up to me with something I value. He knows he gets pursued when he takes something of value to me. He's a goddamn dog. He's a dog. Dogs are as smart as three-year-olds. So let's recap. A dog slash three-year-old knows something we do not. That supply and demand makes the world go round. You want something to pursue you? You want somebody to chase you? You have to have something that they want. Something of value to them. Not something of value to you. Cowboy's tuggy is value to him, but he's like, "Mm, it's not value to my mom, so she's not going to chase me. (gasps) The shoe, the shoe means nothing to me, but for some reason, she's got a real boner for this YSL heel. I'm going to run down the street with that and she's going to lose it and I'm going to have a great time. How can we learn from this? You have to take something away. 
I think there's a really big tendency. And I mean, it's advice. It's given. Plan date nights. Tell a man you want to go on a date. Tell him you need dates. Why the fuck do you need to sit around and tell a man to chase you and to pursue you? He should know that. You know how, wait a minute, (laughs) he actually does know that. You know how I know that he knows that? He did it once upon a time. He did do it. So he clearly understands that it has value. He clearly understands it has meaning. He just doesn't want to do it anymore. So what do you do? You take yourself on those dates. Let's say there's a new restaurant that opened in town. And I did this one time with my ex-boyfriend. He didn't want to go out. He didn't want to do anything. And there was this place that opened. And I wanted to go. And I had been like soft harassing him about it. I'm like, oh, what, uh, let's go have sushi. And he's like, I don't like sushi. It's stupid and it's weird. I'm like, you can find, you get some chicken teriyaki. I mean, like, can we not just go and try the stupid? Bleh. Okay, he like chewed chewing tobacco. He'd put that in his mouth, but not like raw fish. And just in case you were wondering, yes, he was bad in bed. There is an unmistakable correlation between dudes who are bad in bed and dudes who don't like sushi. It's a fish thing. I stand by, this is the hill I will die on. So I was like, you know what? I am never gonna bring up the sushi restaurant again, never. And instead, I'm going to go there. I'm gonna go with my friends, but I'm not going to tell him. I'm going with my friends. I got all dressed up one night and I made sure I was getting dressed up while he was still at my house. Where are you going? I'm going out. What? Where are you going? I'm going to that sushi restaurant I wanted to try. Oh, really? With who? Just, I'm going out. Don't worry about it. You don't want to go. This is a good thing. I gaslit him. I spun it like, babe, you're welcome. Oh my God. You're so welcome. What a gift I'm giving to you now. It wasn't a gaslight like you're crazy. No, no, no. It was, oh, here is your present in a bow. You don't want to go. So I'm taking this burden off of you. Oh, I'm so generous. I'm the best. And he wound himself into an absolute conniption fit, wondering where I was going, who I was going with. When are you going to be back? I don't know when it's not fun anymore. I was back at like 8.30, but I didn't text him. The phone was off. I went to my friend's house. So if he drove by my house, it was dark. I wanted to give him a little bit of fear. I was cowboy running down the street with a YSL heel. I took something away from him that he valued. And you know what? It wasn't even me. It's not that I took myself away from him. I took his comfort away from him. I took the ugh, knowledge like, uh, okay, she's always going to be there. What, is she just going to go to sushi with someone else? Yeah, motherfucker, maybe I will. It took away, I guess, his sense of taking me for granted. It shook things up a little bit. So I hate it when I hear like, tell your man you want to go on a date. No, say it once. Hey, I would love to go with you to that sushi place. That'd be so sexy. I could get all dressed up, wear some red lingerie. And he's like, I don't know. I don't want to put that shit in my mouth. Hmm. Okay. Never bring it up again. You're scarce. You're posting a pic from the sushi restaurant. Who are you there with? Gee, I don't know. Pose with a goddamn waiter. Pretend he's your boyfriend if you have to. I don't care. This is how we get people to reignite the interest. Is it manipulative? Of course it is. That's the point. You, oh my God. I, I sometimes I want to run for office on the platform of like pro manipulation. Just like ladies, let us unleash our internal manipulation 
and make our lives better. Because let's go back to what this alligator is saying. This dude is manipulating her, but he's doing it in such a masterful way. She's essentially manipulating herself, right? He doesn't even need to. What do we say about like businesses? The best businesses, passive income. You want to invent something that just makes you money while you sleep, right? You burn calories while you sleep. The house cleans itself. Da, da, da. Everything is a machine that just goes of itself. Well, so is manipulation. So is a toxic ass man. And you know what? This guy isn't even that toxic that she's dating. He's just kind of run of the mill, under impressive underperforming. So look, if it were me, I would go to this guy, you know, after I'm taking myself out on the dates, because he might not even notice. Like if you're not on social media, if you don't live together, if he doesn't, if you haven't seen him in three weeks, he doesn't know that you're taking yourself out on dates and getting your own needs met. He might feel the chill in the air, but I kind of like to quit the subtle tactics because then if something's too subtle and we don't feel like we're being heard, it's not resonating, bring it to their doorstep. This is what I would do. I would go to him or maybe text and be so busy. And I would say this. When I agreed to be exclusive, I assumed it would mean equal effort and commitment. And since I haven't seen that, we must redefine the nature of our association. I'm still willing to see you when I'm free, but not exclusively. I'm going to resume dating because this current situation isn't meeting my needs. <laughs> Oh, shit. Let's break this down. When I agreed to be exclusive, I assumed it would mean equal effort and commitment. Notice I didn't say, why aren't you pursuing me still? You don't want to court me, blah, blah, blah. It's not a series of accusations, and it doesn't focus on pursuit. It focuses on effort and commitment, right? Because that is the essence of it. I mean, like we said, it can't be all first dates. That's not realistic. What you're essentially asking for is effort. We must redefine the nature of our association. This is a line from Tombstone, my favorite movie ever. Doc Holliday says it to Big Nose Kate, and I go back to it all the time. Darling, we must redefine the nature of our association. It's like formal and elegant and sort of sinister. I love it. I'm willing to see you when I'm free, but not exclusively. I'm going to resume dating because this current situation isn't meeting my needs. The threat is implicit. I'm going to be actively looking around for someone better than you. It's to the point, it's not dramatic, and most importantly, it is a statement, not a negotiation. There's not a question in there, there's a period. If he's really into you, he is going to freak out and he's going to make a change. Consistent, demonstrated behaviors. But if he's not, he's going to say something like, sorry, I've just been super busy. He will 1,000% not say what may very well be the truth, which is, I only really have like two months of effort in me, and then I just kind of coast and sort of hope you won't notice. So if you're cool with being on the back burner, then awesome, but this is what it is. Or it's going to be a pity card on dealing with stuff, or a gaslight card. Why are you acting crazy? Am I supposed to ditch my kid for you? And you know what? If that's what it is... That's the writing on the wall. But make no mistake, there will be writing on the wall. There will be a response to this. And it is up to you, to your benefit or to your doom, to read it 
or not. Because you know, I always tell you guys, the questions I get from you, the follow-ups, it's never, I didn't know, I didn't know, there was no writing on the wall. It is always, I knew, I knew, I just, I didn't want to face it. That's fine. You don't have to. Life is ticking away. Memento mori. Remember death. Death will come. Not to get all weird and dark, but maybe we should get all weird and dark every so often. And remember, like, bro, this is our one wild life. If the pandemic taught us nothing, is it not to value our time? Value our time here? also need to be aware that he might freak out, claim he's going to make a change, but you know what? Time will tell. He might swoop in and take you on a great date or two or three, but sooner rather than later, the old pattern is going to emerge, and if it does, you have to cut him off completely. If someone isn't focused and devoted after five months, I mean, honestly, they never will be. It doesn't get any more heady, lusty, exciting, engaging, novel, wonderful, then it is now. If he's already blech, then you know what? That's just who he is. Why? Who knows? And who cares? Why can't cowboy talk? Why can't my dog talk? I don't know, dude. It's not fair. It sucks. But it doesn't keep me up at night because I don't take it as a personal insult. I know that's just cowboy's limitations. I move on with my life to someone who can meet that need. I call a friend. I call my mom. I don't keep trying to talk to my dog and having a conversation. He cannot do it. The bottom line is, if you're a single mom, you've already had the strength to leave your kid's father because you knew you deserved something better, and so did those kiddos. This might not be that. Remember that you didn't come this far to only come this far. So if you're dealing with a lackluster man or someone who's not pursued you, pull back. What does he value? Take it away from him. Take it away from him. We have this hesitancy to redefine a situation, redefine the nature of our association after we've already agreed to be exclusive. You know, oh, we made a title. Well, now we have to break a title. Now we have to break up. This is why I wait a long time to go official with someone and probably why I'll never get married again, because I don't want to get divorced again. Like we'll date and maybe live together, but I don't even want you in my house. But like, once you make something, there's this, there's this hesitancy to break it. But I really think we have to normalize redefinition. I mean, if you bought a product and it didn't work, okay, it's a hassle to get the Amazon QR code and go to FedEx and da, da, da. I get it. But what's the alternative? You keep using something that doesn't work or doesn't fit? Or it just junks up your house and it just sits there taking up space and you wasted your money? I mean... I don't know, some people live like that. That seems like a stupid, irritating, wasteful way to live, right? And it is, at the end of the day, it is. But yet, that's fine for us with our relationships? Why? Why can't we get our own like emotional breakup QR code and be like, I'm so sorry. Um, you're gonna have to repackage yourself and send yourself back to the Amazon warehouse. You're not working for me. This doesn't work. This, it doesn't, the description doesn't match. The reviews were bullshit. They were written by bots. I, this just ain't it. Bye. It's so much better to cut early 
than to wait it out. Because the truth of the matter is, we can wait and be like, maybe things will get better. Nothing magically gets better. People keep doing what they're doing because it works. You know, object at rest, object in motion. It's that it's that literal principle of physics. It applies to relationships as well. So if you think a guy's going to wake up one day and be like, I should start taking her, you know, not so much for granted. She want to go that damn sushi place. Why not? No, men don't do that. Women kind of do. We grow because we enjoy growth. We better ourselves because that's who we are. Men only really grow when something catastrophic happens, I mean, honestly, like they get fired, their girlfriend dumps them, they go to war and they have to like cowboy the fuck up. They don't just wake up one day. It's like, hey, I'm going to be the best me I can be. Some of them do. Some of them do. But it's rare. Women do that so much more often. I don't know if it's our hardwiring. I don't know if it's because we are, you know, built to create life. So we're always kind of creating new emotional life within ourselves. I don't know what it is. I, again, this is like the talking dog example. I don't care. We just have to look at this in the face. This man is not just going to wake up one day and decide to be a better husband or partner to you. Probably not. You're going to have to take something away from him. But you know, it goes back to this emotional parole officer thing. Do you want to do this? Is it worth it? Now, if you're in a long-term relationship and you built a life together, yeah, like it definitely probably is worth it to at least try, at least try that. But if it's three months, five months, I mean, is that the best use of your time? Is it the best use of your time? What is the return on investment here? To get back to good? Ask yourself how you would feel if a wizard came down, me, AKA, and said, you will never get back to good. This is, right now, as good as it is ever going to get. What if that was carved into stone, empirical truth? Would you be like, well, okay, I'm gonna see my boyfriend every three weeks. Would that be okay with you? If the answer is yes, that's totally fine. Your needs are your needs. They don't have to jive with anyone else's. But if the answer is, no, that's actually not really super okay, then get the fuck out today. Get out today. There is nothing wrong with saying, we must redefine the nature of our association. This no longer meets my standards. Be brave, be bold, and don't be afraid to cut the cord. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, Chaligators. Like I said, if you need some help from me, head to the link down in the show notes my website, shallonlester.com and click submit a question. And please come to Mexico with me. I would love to meet all of you guys. We've got six spots left. Link also in the show notes. I am so excited. I will see you south of the border, Shalligators. See you next time. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Shalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage.